Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning. Uh, we're going to continue our track through uh, the beginnings of the uh, discipleship. Uh, we thank God for this day. Uh, we thank God that we are here. Uh, today we're going to look at Luke chapter 8. Uh, very interesting. don't know what you know, but I uh, hope whatever you know, you know more than when you came in here. So everybody ought to learn something. Jesus has been sharing with us uh, uh, how to uh, do ministry. All right, good. The Lord is good. The Lord is good. And his mercy endureth forever. And you know, there's something about people that, uh, first of all, uh, trust God enough uh, to learn more about him. We, 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 you, you, it, it's, a, it's a trusting relationship. And see, uh, it is only, I, I don't want you today to look at today's lesson, and I know many of Todd and you, you great scholars uh, understand that uh, Jesus is talking uh, primarily about uh, uh, non-believers here. Those, those, what we're gonna look at is people who don't believe. So first of all, when you get, uh, uh, so that someone wouldn't be misled to say, oh, you mean to tell me somebody believed and then they, they fell away? That's, that's backsliding and that's, uh, that's law losing salvation. No, in, in the greater context. But all scripture, all, somebody say all, all. is written for instruction, inspiration, correction. So that means it applies to you. Are you saved? This lesson applies to you today, uh, okay? And, 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 and it's amazing the roles, uh, Sister Thompson, that we try to assume here. You know, we, we, today we're going to see uh, in this parable uh, basically three things. You know, the, the, the sower, uh, 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 the seed, uh, and the soil. That, that, that those are the three main uh, characters in this uh, illustration, the sower, the seed, uh, and, and the soil. Uh, but the primary uh, spotlight or the star of this theater is the soul. Okay, uh, with, with that in mind, I'm gonna call on some of my evangelism teachers to help me out. Uh, over in Romans uh, chapter 10. Uh, uh, Y'all, uh, we'll, we'll start with 17 first. Let me just show you what it says. It says, now faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Y'all didn't hear me. That side did not hear me. I didn't get the right response. I think Bud was almost leaning over toward you, Fred, but I'm going to go over this side just to make sure. Now faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word, by the what? Word, by the what? Word of God. All right. Now. Where's my evangelism? I would like for you to read, Sister Gwen, uh, Romans 10 and 10, as I explain this. Jesus is teaching. Ministry is going good. Discipleship is coming. People are following. Uh, uh, but everybody ain't following. Y'all didn't hear me. Jesus is teaching. Jesus is performing miracles. Jesus is doing ministry. Jesus is, is attracting crowd, but everybody ain't following. 
one may attempt to ask the question, why isn't everybody? If good news is so good, why isn't everybody receptive to it? Because everybody ain't got the right kind of soul. Since when you there? Um, 10 and 10. 10 and 10. Oh, before you saw it, I got to tell them some more. Some more. I just want to make sure you're there. <laughs> Jesus is teaching. Ministries are getting done. People are following, but some folk aren't following. And it causes some of the disciples, because you know, you know, you, 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 disciples, y'all, y'all disciples. It causes you to murmur and say, what's wrong with these people? But just because you got it, don't mean everybody gets it. Oh, y'all, you better, better remember that, <laughs> you disciples. Because we got a room full of disciples today, and, 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 and in order for me to earn my keep, Sister Gwen, i got to make this lesson applicable to them. Because otherwise, they would think, yeah, the world is just like that. That some folk going to get it, some folk ain't going to get it. No, some of us also. I'm going to put us in, in there, all right? Is that all right? All right. Sister Gwen, you ready now? What did it say? Uh, read 19 for me. But I say, did not Israel know? First Moses said, I will provoke you to jealousy by them that are not, that are no people, and by a foolish nation I will anger you. All right. And back up to nine. Now, if I read it, if I heard it correctly, verse 9 says that if I confess with my mouth and what? And believe in my heart, I'm saved. Saved. But 1017 says, now faith cometh by hearing, and hearing the word. But I confess what's in my heart. My heart is my soul. Chapter 8, verse what? 4. What does it say? Jesus is a master teacher. There are none like this. I know, you know, we have certain people in the evangelism process that we've designated as master teachers, you know, because they've taught for a very long time. They're skilled. They know uh, the subject matter. But Jesus is the master teacher. And Jesus will find a way to get to you no matter what. Matter of fact, he doesn't find a way. Jesus knows the way to get to you and, and, and he uses he's, he's showing us there are many methods for reaching lost folk 
And you need to include everything that's in your arsenal to get full. Know your audience, know, know what you have to do, uh, and get there. And he did not limit it because Jesus never had a PowerPoint presentation. I'm not fooling with y'all. I'm not fooling with y'all. Because what we should never do is criticize messengers and even methods. What word are they putting out? Because faith cometh by the word. That's the only way you're going to get it. And Jesus now says, I have a word. Uh, and I've been teaching and sharing. You know, we've been in our little discussion groups. I've preached, you know, Sermon on the Mount and all of that. And I performed some miracles. And that's teaching. You know, but here's another method. I am going to teach a parable. And a parable was really a supernatural concept that Jesus converts into some ordinary story in order to make it plain. Somebody say make it plain. Make it plain. See? And this is one of the few parables of all the parables that Jesus taught that he actually explained the parable to them. He, he told them, because this got to be real important. This got to be real important because he says, I don't want you to misunderstand this. The disciples, you, you, you complaining about why everybody's not following me. You, everybody's not receptive to word. He says, Imagine a farmer. That's what he said. He said, can you picture that? And of course, in the time, see, you take a, a real, he's getting ready to go something really uh, uh, supernatural here, and he's going to put it in the natural so the people, he's going to give them a, 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 an analogy or a frame of reference that they can easily understand. You know, if he's with this crowd here, he'd probably uh, say something like, uh, imagine a military person. See, or imagine a school teacher, you know, he, 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 he's masterful at this. He tells them a farmer. And in this uh, little parable, we're going to call this farmer a seed thrower. And that tells me something about it right away, B, that Jesus has not called you to sit there and cry over seed. Watch seed. Jesus has called you to throw seed. Oh, y'all don't hear me. As a matter of fact, Jesus didn't call you to plant seed. He said throw it. That's why he wants you on the go. That's why he wants you moving. See, when you're moving, you ain't got time to stand there, dig a hole. You just throw. And Jesus says, my word is so powerful. If you just throw the seed. He says, your responsibility, we're talking about responsibility now, your responsibility is to throw. You are the sower. You're not responsible for the seed. The seed is the word of God. You don't make up the seed. You don't make seed. You don't dibby out the seed. The seed was given to the sower. And the sower is to take the seed and throw it. Don't be worried about, uh, where's the, wait, wait a minute, let me go clean this up. 
He says, throw the seed. Throw the seed. Verse 5. He did. Yeah. Imagine now uh, 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 a field. And beside the field, you had to get to the field, right? And everybody knows that there's a path. And that path has been treading down because that's where you've been walking. Well, the thrower threw seed. He threw it in the field. But some of it landed. Uh-oh, y'all didn't y'all missed it because you shook your head too quick. <laughs> he threw the seed in the field. Notice in this parable, unless I missed something, the field didn't change. Where it landed changed. This seed landed on the pathway where it had been walking, walked down and tried hard. Ain't, ain't nothing going to grow there. And so nothing going to go there. The birds in the air say, hey, seed. So they go to the path. They ain't going to mess with the uh, uh, seed that's in the soil. They go where it has most, the easiest access. You know, and since it's been walked on, a little bit of it's been crushed up a little bit. Better than a digest. So here we got the birds that come and eat the seed because it was thrown on the pathway. That's the soil. And some fell on a rock. In rocky places, fit the seed in a rock. And you know what? I, it's interesting that it grew. Good God Almighty. You know why? Because it's in the field. It's the rocks that, that get there and block the nutrients. But some of it's going to get through, but it can't survive because it doesn't establish a good root system. Y'all don't hear me. So it, it, something grew, but it didn't last. Because it was in rocks. Moisture. It withered up. And some what? Some of the seed that was in the field of soil fell amongst thorns. In other words, the seed fell where something else was. Y'all don't hear me. Because y'all know I'm coming at you. You're looking at all the money. Believe. Yeah, somebody, they, they rock it. You know, you just, you wasting your time. Notice that the scripture so far, the parable, T, it doesn't say anything about uh, the soul going out looking, say, oh, wait a minute, you know what? There's a pile of rocks over there. Throw the seed. Throw the seed. Wherever it lands. Wherever it lands is who or where it's responsive to the seed. You throw it among the path, it's walked on, it ain't going to live. It's not going to thrive. Matter of fact, the birds just going to come and eat it up. You, you throw it 
uh, and rocks. You know, you, uh, some of it may, you know, a couple of beads and stuff, but it is, it's not going to thrive. In other words, it's not going to be vibrant in that kind of uh, a condition. You throw it in thorns where something else already is. Thorns, you know, weeds, you know, they, they prick you and, you know, they're aggressive. I, I see ain't none of y'all uh, Texas uh, 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 homeowners there. See y'all, y'all must be, y'all, y'all a new buffalo grass crowd. <laughs> Terry, when we came here, that crab grass and Johnson grass, oh, it's aggressive. You know, it, it just looked mean. You know, Johnson grass, Johnson grass can't do nothing with it. Choke everything out. Choke everything out. So unless you get some good sing all and get a good foundation in there, but once that good luscious sing all take it'll, it'll weigh everything out Tr trust me y'all run on over there that buffalo if you want to you know yeah that sing all gets the grass and some and other what verse 8 In the field, same field, good soil, fertile soil, receptive soil, responsive soil. And it responded in the affirmative a hundredfold. Can you imagine throwing seed that will return a hundredfold? I, I imagine Sister Davis, the official gardener of, uh, of, uh, of Cibolo, would say, Oh, man, look at the tomatoes, look at the onions, look at the cabbage, a hundredfold? That's some fertile soil. But some responses are just like that. And see, we get used to people responding but we really don't know what kind of soil they are. You know how I know? The first three, there are at least two of them, maybe even three of them. They look like, well, two, at least two of the three, they look like they were pretty good. There are a whole bunch of folk going to act saved. <laughs> Just as unsaved as the day is long. Okay. All right, wait a minute, Sister Thompson, yeah, don't, don't leave, don't leave, don't leave that verse. Because see, after a while, they're going to ask me to justify that. Lolly, they're going to come after me. I, I can tell you that. But ver once again, verse 10 of Romans 10 says what? For with the heart, for with the soul, go ahead, a man believeth. So the soul, the heart, it starts with the heart. It, a response comes from the heart. But verse 17 tells us it is the ear that has to hear a word that the heart has to respond to. And if your heart ain't right, 
your response won't be right. Y'all don't hear me. I, I, I got this with Jesus before you even start teaching. But Jesus says, this is a concept that is so important. I, if you understand the, 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 the soil, the seed, and the soil, then you understand what the kingdom of God looks like. First of all, the soil has a relationship with the sower. Because the sower needs the sower to cast the word for the sower to respond to. Y'all got it. This Ag 101, we can conclude that. Now, Jesus says, I tell you what, I'm glad you got that. But one thing he says right here that kind of puzzled me. He said, and when he said these things, he cried. He that hath an ear, that hath what? It is very important. Jesus says, you got to understand. First of all, for folk to come into the right relationship to God, they must listen to God. And God only talks through his word. God is always talking. He now uses human instruments to help project that talk. He's always talking. And he says, but if you got an ear, you ought to be listening. If you hear the word, you ought to really hear the word. But you guys know, you guys know I teach 201 and in maturity. Uh, 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 we teach you that uh, you hearing is very important because faith cometh by hearing, right? But did you know that you forget 95% of what you hear 72 hours after you hear it? That's right. You, by Wednesday, you won't remember 95% of what I said this morning. Oh, y'all better help me. But Jesus says, serious soul has ears and they listen. See, you got to listen up to hear something. In other words, you can't forget nothing you didn't never heard. Oh, y'all better help me. You 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 ooh and odd about the ninety five percent, but did you hear what I said? See, because if you didn't hear what I said, you lost a hundred percent in less than a few seconds. You an anomaly. You you throw that slope way off. You know, you know I, I, that correlation regression is way off. <laughs> okay, all right, but I digress. So you got to hear, because first of all, hearing is important. And people don't want to listen to the word. That's the problem. The world don't want to hear you talk. You, you come into some folk, they, 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 they don't want to hear you. you. You don't want to talk about Jesus? Oh, no, hey, man, no. Let's, let's talk about the cowboys. We didn't talk about Jason Garrett. You know, we didn't talk about the Giants. We didn't talk about the Eagles. We didn't talk about the 49ers. We don't hear Jesus. But Paul wrote it like this. I determined not to know anything. Save Jesus Christ and him crucified. You don't want to talk about Jesus? We ain't going to talk about the Cowboys. Capable, ready, knowledgeable, but we ain't going to talk about that. He that has an ear, let him hear. That's what Jesus cried out. 
Jesus, that was an imperative. That was an exclamation. If you got an ear, hear it. And his disciples asked, what did they say? Y'all got it, and the disciples didn't. They said, okay. <laughs> oh, seed so we know about seed. We've we been there, done that. But what's this got to do with the kingdom? Jesus says, you ask real good questions. I'm going to show you, disciples, learners and followers of me. I'm going to explain this parable. And I'm going to explain it just for you this time. Because most of the world won't understand these concepts. You're, you're a disciple. See, and that's where my mind started taking. That this isn't just for them. This is for us. And so with that, uh, looking through that uh, 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 glass, let's see how this can apply to us. As Jesus prepares to explain it. And he said, Jesus is saying simply, it's some things the world ain't going to understand. But it's some things you got to understand. And that's why I'm going to tell you this. In verse 11 says, now the parable is this. The seed the seed is the word of God. That wasn't Deacon Sneed. That was Jesus saying that the seed is the word of God. And if I'm right, it says that the saw is to throw the word. You are the pitch, the word. You are the cast, the word. And if the word in this par parable is the sea, it says you ain't concerned about where it falls. Ow! You just go do it. See, you'll be worried about, well, who, who do I need to witness to? I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't witness to uh, certain people. I can't witness to females. No, 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 no. I, I just witness to the males. I, I can't witness to no uh, males. I just witness to the females. I can't mi witness to uh, 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 certain nationalities, only this nationality. Shut up! He says, go ye therefore and teach all nations in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. Cast the seed. Throw the word. Throw it. You notice he didn't say perfect it and then throw it? Because the word is already perfected. As a matter of fact, here can, here can be your testimony. Matter of fact, and we got one, we, I, and I'm not calling any names. You guys all, uh, I'll know uh, from your experience. Some of you will know just by anyway. This person, uh, Sister Kendall, was saying, how do you feel after the test, this basic doctrine, you know, this schizoid, you know, for some folk in the early days, not, not for the new folk. 
And uh, no, how do you feel? It wasn't at the test, before the test. How do you feel about going into this test? And this person replied, here's what he said. Sister Kendall, I know what I know. <laughs> Good God Almighty. I've been using that forever. <laughs> you can't tell what you don't know, but tell what you know. You up here looking, trying to get a sack of seed, throw the handful of seed you got. Ah, oh. it says right here that the seed is the word of God and that we ought to throw that seed. Now, when you throw that seed, here's what Jesus says. Verse 12. See, there's some folk that believe instantly. But some folk reject instantly. They got hard hearts. They don't know God. They don't want to know God. They are a pathway around a fertile field. They hang around fertile folk. But all they are are pathways. And when the seed falls on them, the birds, the birds represent Satan. And Satan comes and takes that seed because Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And Satan knows that that seed will do something even on a hard pathway. <laughs> Don't want you to have that. There are a whole bunch of folk that because of their hard hearts are never going to get saved. That's what it tells you. Never going to get because they don't have a heart for it. But when you look at that, that's pretty tough. Because that means that there are some folk who just will not trust God no matter what. And the devil keeps stealing seed from them. But folk, I'm here to tell you, as I stand, I'll tell you what I believe. I believe some of those hard hearts are right in here. And they're just as saved. I heard Linda now. Uh, uh, Dean Snead, please explain that to him. Because guess what? Do you trust God explicitly? No matter what? In all certain, are there some things that you reject? Hold up before you answer. Pull up, Ike Turner. Let me tell you one thing. This man of God has been preaching year in and year out about tithing. And you have not got the tithing yet because that word is falling on a pathway. But you just as saved. Oh, somebody. See, that's for the mature folk. We ain't talking about folk that don't believe. We're talking about folk that believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Oh, they say, Brother Snead, that was a low blow. You can't get one more example. For years, this man of God has been telling you to forgive and to forget. Because the word of God says... If you don't forgive, 
I'll forgive you the same way that you forgive. The word of God says, I will forget your sins. If you confess your sins, I will forget your sins and I will remember them no more. But yet you are still holding on to unforgiveness. Because that word is falling on a pathway. Oh, I thought we were all saved in here. This lesson is for us. Because there's some that are just stone-hearted, you know. They love, they love the Lord in every other way. But it also tells you one thing. The one who gives the word is the one who knows who's receptive to it. See, because if you in every way are receptive to every word you hear, I'm out of a job. We don't need a maturity champion. We don't need Pastor Brown preaching in this church. He need to go start another church where he is perfecting saints. There are some words. Now you got to say why, Brother Sneak, because since you got on the mature folk, you know, these folk to say, what about the devil? The devil got a part? Yeah, there's some word that the devil never wants you to get, and he will fight you. He can't mess with your soul now. But he still can steal your word. You know exactly what you need. You, you, know, you, know, you know you need to go and share this burden. We, we talked about that yesterday, Deacon. You know you need to go share this burden with someone else. But the devil comes and steals that word from you. That very word that that person, that fellow uh, citizen in the kingdom would give you, the devil steals from you. He hides it from you. Because you've got a hard pathway that you need to work on. You got a part of your heart that God is working on and he'll only work on it with his word. He's not gonna lay you down on the table like he did me, cut you wide open, stop your heart, stab you in your heart, take it out. He's not gonna do that. But he's gonna still pick at it. Because God does not test you. God does not tempt you in your area of weakness. He knows you can fail. He tests you in your area of strength. Oh, this is for us. This is about maturing the saints. This is about doing a heart checkup and find out where your heart really is. Yeah, you're saved. Oh, but let's keep reading. They... Now see, that would make me think you could lose your salvation. That was just for unbelievers. But there are many unbelievers who fall into this category. You know why? Because they're still unbelievers. <laughs> see, there are a lot of folk that, you know, they, at first, they were in, they won't rock. They received the word with joy. It was a high emotional experience. They saw everybody else being slain at the altar, so they went and got slain at the altar. 
They, they, they saw people jumping pews, uh, speaking in tongues, doing a hallelujah dance. They saw old men trying to shuffle and slide. Yeah, they, they, they said, I didn't get caught up in that. Oh, I, hey, hey. It's just a word. The issue is, are you saved? They get all that joy. But then, when the rubber meets the road, here's what happens, see, see me? They, 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 they come to 101, and Pastor Brown tells them about, you know, membership has this privilege, and you're in a great church, and, you know, we got this kind of uh, ministry, we got that kind of, we got a golf ministry, we got a uh, 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 support ministry, we got this kind of, we got dance, and we got my ministry. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But then, they start dealing with you church folk and realize that life, you gotta be saved to live with church folk. It'll, wait a minute, you gotta be saved to hang around church folk cause it'll steal all your joy. That little bit of joy that you had, oh, church folk will steal all that joy. And so, what Jesus is saying, nah, you, they weren't saved. They just had a significant emotional event. That's right. Y'all know it. See, you've been the command staff too. <laughs> they had a C. Significant emotional event. That's it. They saw something. It looked good. They felt good. I'm joining up. Can, can, we, can we move on? Because I ain't got much time. Verse 14. But y'all got it. Y'all got that emotional guy. And y'all see them, you know, they come in, they're on fire. And let me tell you, I love new Christians who've accepted Jesus Christ, have that fire, exhibit that fire, keep that fire. I like that. But some of the stuff, they come in, they're real happy, they're real holy, until hell breaks loose, then you find out. They're not as strong as they, they said, well, maybe I ain't to say this. As a matter of fact, they even tell you, you know, you, 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 you go to business meeting and, uh, and they stand up and they tell you, don't let this suit fool you. <laughs> I ain't been saved that long. <laughs> they, they tell you, they, they tell you in a minute. They, they tell you in a minute, Mac. Oh, yeah. Verse 14, verse 14, so we can go. Okay, I'm going to do 13 and 14 together because I didn't tell you about the mature folk. See, I just told you about non-believers on 13. But the mature folk, let me tell you, they're the folk, they're holy, they're saved. They are sanctified. They are filled with the Holy Ghost. They love the joy of serving. But guess what? When trial come, they never had quiet time. They never had the, the discipline of prayer. They never had studied and acquired the discipline of tithing and fellowship. And so when times get hard, they withdraw. They are saved. However, they're saved souls, but they're lost lives. 
They're saved, but they don't know how to live saved. Saved souls, lost lives. Verse 14 says that there, there are those folk that the seed falls, the word falls on thorny places. And you know where the thorny places are? The thorny places are those things where there's something already there and whatever lands with it is choked out because there are plenty of folk that are saved, but they got a lot of other distractions around them. You know, they, they, they spend more time on Facebook than they do in the good book. You know, they, they don't try to get a telegram through the 66 book. They go to Instagram. That's where they spend their time. They, they, they spend the, the thorny places, the thorny uh, things. The word doesn't seep into that heart because you, you watching stuff that you no Christian should be watching. You saved, but you ain't know how to live saved. You're letting other stuff crowd out. Other things because, because salvation simply means that Christ has first priority in my life. Amen. Not second. It's not crowded out by so. Oh, well, I ain't got time to go to church. I, I, I got soccer and I got theater and I got business meetings and oh, well, I, I got I got trips to take. I got time. What? What? You want me to say a word? Oh, no, no, no. That, that doesn't fit my schedule. Mature folk, saved folk. And what happens sooner or later, all those other things that are in your life, they choke out the word. Whenever the word comes about you should have fellowship one with another, when you should tithe, you know, when you should give of your time and your talent, when you should uh, study God's word, other things choke that out. You don't hear it. Save souls. Lost lives. For the unbeliever, it's simply that person who says, I don't have time for that. Because that's what folk tell you. Uh, Could I share a word with you? I ain't got time for that. See, that's what the non-believer says. But for the believer, here's what they said. Yeah, you know what? That was a powerful word uh, that the pastor preached uh, on Sunday. Deacon Steve was really on it uh, in uh, Sunday school. You know, but I tell you, when I get some time, I'm going to sit down and look at that. (laughs) When nothing, when it's perfectly convenient, when nothing else is distracting me, quiet time? Oh, if I go to quiet time, that means I can't have the television on. If I go to quiet time, I have to turn off my cell phone. Come on, mature folk, let's shout now. Because we talking about us and now. We ain't talking about no non-believer. Has that same effect. The devil cannot do anything with your soul. But he can put so many things in your life, he can choke everything else out. Finally, as we go. But, Sister Gwen, I'm back to you. Verse 9, verse 10, brother. Mm-hmm. For with the heart man believes 
See, some non-believers, you were one once, had a heart that was receptive for the word. But you know what's really interesting? I wonder how many times the farmer has went through that pathway, Terry. <laughs> Hit the pathway and threw the soil over with fertile soil. Hit the dirt that was in the pathway, packed down. Threw it over with the good soil. Hit, y'all, y'all not get it. Hit, hit the pathway. See, because guess what, folks? That's why, I, I, you know, our, 18th, our 17th day of prayer was train up a child in the way that he should go. See, that's preparing his heart. That, that's, that's putting him in the right direction. That's making a, see, the soil is the response. You got to prepare the heart because this is with the heart that you're going to do confession. And it's with that heart that God looks at it. He knows what will come out your mouth. And he knows that from the heart to the mouth, you guys are great manipulators. But God knows the heart. But for those folk who receive the word of God into their heart and at the same time receive the Holy Ghost, they made a confession that says the Jesus in me allows me to live a transformed life. Not a perfect life. But a transformed life. I received you. You're saved. Now once you get saved. You don't mind coming to family church school. You don't mind going to a Bible study. You don't mind getting in small groups. You don't mind when your ministry is giving out lessons. You don't sit there and complain about every every ministry we go to. There's a lesson. (laughs) See, see, see. See, I don't hang around with folk like that. I, you know, I, my, my primary ministry, of course, is evangelism and uh, 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 deacons. But, uh, you know, the deacons, when we get a lesson, they be say, hey, wait a minute. Uh, Sneed ain't going to do his job today? You know, we need a word. You always need a word. These are folk who love the Lord, who love the word. Here's what David said. The word have I hid in my heart so that I won't sin against you. Only a saved person can make that confession. But guess what? There are some folk, good soul, good hearts, but they have some bald spots. <laughs> oh, somebody better help me. Y'all think that, remember I told you it's the same field, Terry? <laughs> remember I said that? The same field? That means that that seed was falling in spots where there were rocks. Fair spots. But in every mature person, there are some bald spots too. And that's where the word of God is falling. And that's what I did it at the beginning here. You know, when you've been taught certain uh, words throughout the years and yet you are hanging on, you're just as saved as saved can be. You are a good, hard-working Christian, but you got that one little spot in which the word just seems to seems to be hitting a dry spot in you. But when the word is landing on good soil, there's a production, 100-fold. We see the results. That's how ministry grows. And that's all Jesus taught us. This is how you do it. Don't worry about who's not following. 
Don't you worry about who's received the word or whether they received the word or not. You just cast seed. Can you do that for me? God bless you. We'll see you guys.